Section 71 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Victoria Slonowski. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 29, Part 5. Rice Blancmange 1476 Ingredients 1 quarter pound of ground rice 3 ounces of loaf sugar 1 ounce of fresh butter 1 quart of milk Flavoring of lemon peel Essence of almonds or vanilla or laurel leaves Mode Mix the rice to a smooth batter with about half a pint of the milk and the remainder put into a saucepan with the sugar, butter, and whichever of the above flavorings may be preferred. Bring the milk to the boiling point, quickly stir in the rice, and let it boil for about 10 minutes, or until it comes easily away from the saucepan, keeping it well stirred the whole time. Grease a mold with pure salad oil, pour in the rice, and let it get perfectly set, when it should turn out quite easily. Garnish it with jam, or pour around a compote of any kind of fruit, just before it is sent to table. This blancmange is better for being made the day before it is wanted, as it then has time to become firm. If laurel leaves are used for flavoring, steep three of them in the milk, and take them out before the rice is added. About eight drops of essence of almonds, or from twelve to sixteen drops of essence of vanilla, would be required to flavor the above proportion of milk. Time, from 10 to 15 minutes to boil the rice. Average cost, 9 pence. Sufficient to fill a quart mould. Seasonable at any time. Rice croquettes, 1477. Ingredients. Half a pound of rice, one quart of milk, six ounces of pounded sugar, flavoring of vanilla, lemon peel or bitter almonds, egg and bread crumbs, hot lard. Mode. Put the rice, milk, and sugar into a saucepan, and let the former gradually swell over a gentle fire until all the milk is dried up. And just before the rice is done, stir in a few drops of essence of any of the above flavorings. Let the rice get cold, then form it into small round balls, dip them into yolk of egg, sprinkle them with bread crumbs, and fry them in boiling lard for about 10 minutes, turning them about, that they may get equally browned. Drain the greasy moisture from them by placing them on a cloth in front of the fire for a minute or two. Pile them on a white doily and send them quickly to table. A small piece of jam is sometimes introduced into the middle of each croquette, which adds very much to the flavor of this favorite dish. Time. From three quarters to one hour to swell the rice, about ten minutes to fry the croquettes. Average cost, ten pence. Sufficient to make seven or eight croquettes. Seasonable at any time. Rice fritters. 1478. Ingredients. Six ounces of rice, one quart of milk, three ounces of sugar, one ounce of fresh butter, six ounces of marmalade, four eggs. Mode. Swell the rice in the milk with the sugar and butter over a slow fire until it is perfectly tender which will be in about three quarters of an hour. 
When the rice is done, strain away the milk, should there be any left, and mix it with the marmalade and well-beaten eggs. Stir the whole over the fire until the eggs are set, then spread the mixture on a dish to the thickness of about half an inch, or rather thicker. When it is perfectly cold, cut it into long strips, dip them in a batter the same as for apple fritters, and fry them a nice brown. Dish them on a white doily, strew sifted sugar over, and serve quickly. Time, about three quarters of an hour to swell the rice, from seven to 10 minutes to fry the fritters. Average cost, one shilling, sixpence. Sufficient to make seven or eight fritters. Seasonable at any time. Rice Snowballs, a pretty dish for juvenile suppers. 1479. Ingredients. 6 ounces of rice, 1 quart of milk, flavoring of essence of almonds, sugar to taste, 1 pint of custard made by recipe number 1423. Mode. Put the rice in the milk, with the sugar and a flavoring of essence of almonds, until the former is tender, adding, if necessary, a little more milk, should it dry away too much. When the rice is quite soft, put it into teacups or small round jars and let it remain until cold. Then turn the rice out on a deep glass dish, pour over a custard made by recipe number 1423, and on the top of each ball place a small piece of bright colored preserve or jelly. Lemon peel or vanilla may be boiled with the rice instead of the essence of almonds when either of these is preferred, but the flavoring of the custard must correspond with that of the rice. Time, about three quarters of an hour to swell the rice in the milk. Average cost with the custard, one shilling and sixpence. Sufficient for five or six children. Seasonable at any time. Rice souffle, 1480. Ingredients. Three tablespoons full of ground rice, one pint of milk, five eggs, pounded sugar to taste, flavoring of lemon rind, vanilla, coffee, chocolate, or anything that may be preferred, a piece of butter the size of a walnut. Mode. Mix the ground rice with six tablespoons full of milk quite smoothly and put it into a saucepan with the remainder of the milk and butter and keep stirring it over the fire for about a quarter of an hour or until the mixture thickens. Separate the yolks from the whites of the eggs, beat the former in a basin, and stir to them the rice and sufficient pounded sugar to sweeten the souffle. But add this latter ingredient as sparingly as possible as, the less sugar there is used, the lighter will be the souffle. Now whisk the whites of the eggs to a stiff froth or snow, mix them with the other preparation, and pour the whole into a souffle dish, and put it instantly into the oven. Bake it about half an hour in a moderate oven, take it out, hold a salamander or hot shovel over the top, sprinkle sifted sugar over it, and send the souffle to table in the dish it was baked in, either with a napkin pinned round or enclosed in a more ornamental dish. The excellence of this fashionable dish entirely depends on the proper whisking of the whites of the eggs, the manner of baking, and the expedition with which it is sent to table. Souffles should be served instantly from the oven, or they will sink, and be nothing more than an ordinary pudding. Time, about half an hour. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for three or four persons. Seasonable at any time. To make a souffle, 1481. Ingredients. 
three heaped tablespoons full of potato flour, rice flour, arrowroot or tapioca, one pint of milk, five eggs, a piece of butter the size of a walnut, sifted sugar to taste, one quarter salt spoonful of salt flavoring. Mode. Mix the potato flour, or whichever one of the above ingredients is used, with a little of the milk. Put it into a saucepan, and with the remainder of the milk, the butter, salt, and sufficient pounded sugar to sweeten the whole nicely. Stir these ingredients over the fire until the mixture thickens, then take it off the fire and let it cool a little. Separate the whites from the yolks of the eggs, beat the latter, and stir them into the souffle batter. Now whisk the whites of the eggs to the firmest possible froth, for on this depends the excellence of the dish. Stir them to the other ingredients, and add a few drops of essence of any flavoring that may be preferred, such as vanilla, lemon, orange, ginger, etc. Pour the batter into a souffle dish, put it immediately into the oven, and bake for about half an hour. Then take it out, put the dish into another more ornamental one, such as is made for the purpose, Hold a salamander or hot shovel over the souffle, strew it with sifted sugar, and send it instantly to table. The secret of making a souffle well is to have the eggs well whisked, but particularly the whites, the oven not too hot, and to send it to table the moment it comes from the oven. If the souffle be ever so well made and is allowed to stand before being sent to table, its appearance and goodness will be entirely spoiled. Souffles may be flavoured in various ways, but must be named accordingly. Vanilla is one of the most delicate and recherché flavorings that can be used for this very fashionable dish. Time, about half an hour in the oven, two or three minutes to hold the salamander over. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for three or four persons. Seasonable at any time. Snow egg, or oeuf à la neige. A very pretty supper dish. 1482. Ingredients. Four eggs, three quarters of a pint of milk, pounded sugar to taste, flavoring of vanilla, lemon rind, or orange flower water. Mode. Put the milk into a saucepan with sufficient sugar to sweeten it nicely, and the rind of half a lemon. Let this steep by the side of the fire for half an hour, when take out the peel. Separate the whites from the yolks of the eggs, and whisk the former to a perfectly stiff froth or until there is no liquid remaining. Bring the milk to the boiling point, and drop in the snow a tablespoonful at a time, and keep turning the eggs until sufficiently cooked. Then place them on a glass dish, beat up the yolks of the eggs, stir them to the milk, add a little more sugar, and strain this mixture into a jug. Place the jug in a saucepan of boiling water, and stir it one way until the mixture thickens, but do not allow it to boil or it will curdle. Pour this custard over the eggs when they should rise to the surface. They make an exceedingly pretty addition to a supper, and should be put in a cold place after being made. When they are flavoured with vanilla or orange flower water, it is not necessary to steep the milk. A few drops of the essence of either may be poured in the milk just before the whites are poached. In making the custard, a little more flavouring and sugar should always be added. Time. About two minutes to poach the whites. 8 minutes to stir the custard. Average cost, 8 pence. Sufficient for 4 or 5 persons. Seasonable at any time. Stone cream of tous les mois. 1483. Ingredients. Half a pound of preserve, 
one pint of milk, two ounces of lump sugar, one heaped tablespoonful of tous les mois, three drops of essence of cloves, three drops of almond flavoring. Mode. Place the preserve at the bottom of a glass dish. Put the milk into a lined saucepan with the sugar and make it boil. Mix to a smooth batter the tous les mois with a very little cold milk. Stir it briskly into the boiling milk, add the flavoring, and simmer for two minutes. When rather cool, but before turning solid, pour the cream over the jam and ornament it with strips of red currant jelly or preserved fruit. Time, two minutes. Average cost, 10 pence. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Strawberry Jelly 1484 Ingredients Strawberries, pounded sugar To every pint of juice allow one and a quarter ounces of isinglass. Mode Pick the strawberries, put them into a pan, squeeze them well with a wooden spoon, add sufficient pounded sugar to sweeten them nicely, and let them remain for one hour, that the juice may be extracted. Then add half a pint of water to every pint of juice. Strain the strawberry juice and water through a bag, measure it, and to every pint allow one and a quarter ounce of isinglass, melted and clarified in a quarter pint of water. Mix this with the juice, put the jelly into a mould, and set the mould in ice. A little lemon juice added to the strawberry juice improves the flavour of the jelly, if the fruit is very ripe but it must be well strained before it is put to the other ingredients, or it will make the jelly muddy. Time. One hour to draw the juice. Average cost, with the best isinglass, three shillings. Sufficient. Allow one and a quarter pint of jelly for five or six persons. Seasonable in June, July, and August. Swiss cream. 1485. Ingredients. A quarter pound of macaroons, or six small sponge cakes, sherry, one pint of cream, five ounces of lump sugar, two large tablespoons full of arrowroot, the rind of one lemon, the juice of half a lemon, three tablespoons full of milk. Mode. Lay the macaroons or sponge cakes in a glass dish and pour over them as much sherry as will cover them, or sufficient to soak them well. Put the cream into a lined saucepan with the sugar and lemon rind and let it remain by the side of the fire until the cream is well flavoured. When take out the lemon rind. Mix the arrowroot smoothly with the cold milk. Add this to the cream and let it boil gently for about three minutes, keeping it well stirred. Take it off the fire, stir till nearly cold when add the lemon juice and pour the whole over the cakes. Garnish the cream with strips of angelica or candied citron, cut thin, or bright-coloured jelly or preserve. This cream is exceedingly delicious, flavoured with vanilla instead of lemon. When this flavouring is used, the sherry may be omitted and the mixture poured over the dry cakes. Time. About half an hour to infuse the lemon rind, five minutes to boil the cream. Average cost, with cream at one shilling per pint, three shillings. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. To make syllabub, 1486. Ingredients. One pint of sherry or white wine, half a grated nutmeg, sugar to taste, one and a half pint of milk. Mode. 
Put the wine into a bowl with the grated nutmeg and plenty of pounded sugar, and mix into it the above proportion of milk frothed up. Clouded cream may be laid on the top, with pounded cinnamon or nutmeg and sugar, and a little brandy may be added to the wine before the milk is put in. In some counties, cider is substituted for the wine. When this is used, brandy must always be added. Warm milk may be poured on from a spouted jug or teapot, but it must be held very high. Average cost, two shillings. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. Tipsy Cake, 1487. Ingredients. One molded sponge or Savoy cake, sufficient sweet wine or sherry to soak it, six tablespoons full of brandy, two ounces of sweet almonds, one pint of rich custard. Mode. Procure a cake that is three or four days old, either sponge, savoy, or rice answering for the purpose of a tipsy cake. Cut the bottom of the cake level to make it stand firm in the dish. Make a small hole in the center and pour in and over the cake sufficient sweet wine or sherry, mixed with the above proportion of brandy, to soak it nicely. When the cake is well soaked, blanch and cut the almonds into strips. Stick them all over the cake and pour around it a good custard made by recipe number 1423, allowing eight eggs instead of five to the pint of milk. The cakes are sometimes crumbled and soaked, and a whipped cream heaped over them, the same as for trifles. Time, about two hours to soak the cake. Average cost, four shillings, sixpence. Sufficient for one dish. Seasonable at any time. Almond. The almond tree is a native of warmer climates than Britain, and is indigenous to the northern parts of Africa and Asia, but it is now commonly cultivated in Italy, Spain, and the south of France. It is not usually grown in Britain, and the fruit seldom ripens in this country. It is much admired for the beauty of its blossoms. In the form of its leaves and blossoms, it strongly resembles the peach tree, and is included in the same genus by botanists, but the fruit, instead of presenting a delicious pulp like the peach, shrivels up as it ripens, and becomes only a tough, coriaceous covering to the stone enclosing the eatable kernel, which is surrounded by a thin, bitter skin. It flowers early in the spring and produces fruit in August. There are two sorts of almonds, sweet and bitter, but they are considered to be only varieties of the species, and though the qualities of the kernel are very different, they are not distinguishable by their appearance. An easy way of making a tipsy cake. 1488. Ingredients. 12 stale small sponge cakes, raisin wine, half a pound of jam, one pint of custard number 1423. Mode. Soak the sponge cakes, which should be stale, on this account they should be cheaper, in a little raisin wine. Arrange them on a deep glass dish in four layers, putting a layer of jam between each, and pour around them a pint of custard, made by recipe 1423, decorating the top with cut preserved fruit. Time. Two hours to soak the cakes. Average cost, two shillings, sixpence. Sufficient for one dish. Seasonable at any time. To make a trifle. 1489. Ingredients. For the whip, one pint of cream, three ounces of pounded sugar, the whites of two eggs, a small glass of sherry or raisin wine. For the trifle, one pint of custard, made with eight eggs to a pint of milk, six small sponge cakes, or six slices of sponge cake, twelve macaroons, 
two dozen ratafias, two ounces of sweet almonds, the grated rind of one lemon, a layer of raspberry or strawberry jam, half a pint of sherry or sweet wine, six tablespoons full of brandy. Mode. The whip to lay over the top of the trifle should be made the day before it is required for table, as the flavor is better and it is much more solid than when prepared the same day. Put into a large bowl the pounded sugar, the whites of the eggs, which should be beaten to a stiff froth, a glass of sherry or sweet wine, and the cream. Whisk these ingredients well in a cool place, and take off the froth with a skimmer as fast as it rises, and put it on a sieve to drain. Continue the whisking till there is sufficient of the whip, which must be put away in a cool place to drain. The next day, place the sponge cakes, macaroons and ratafias at the bottom of a trifle dish. Pour over them half a pint of sherry or sweet wine, mixed with six tablespoons full of brandy, and, should this proportion of wine not be found quite sufficient, add a little more, as the cakes should be well soaked. Over the cakes, put the grated lemon rind, the sweet almonds, blanched and cut into strips, and a layer of raspberry or strawberry jam. Make a good custard by recipe number 1423, using 8 eggs instead of 5 to the pint of milk, and let this cool a little, then pour it over the cakes, etc. The whip being made the day previously, and the trifle prepared, there remains nothing to do now but heat the whip lightly over the top. This should stand as high as possible, and it may be garnished with strips of bright currant jelly, crystallized sweetmeats, or flowers. The small coloured comfits are sometimes used for the purpose of garnishing a trifle, but they are now considered rather old-fashioned. Average cost with cream at 1 shilling per pint, 5 shillings 6 pence. Sufficient for one trifle. Seasonable at any time. Vanilla cream. 1490. Ingredients. 1 pint of milk. The yolks of 8 eggs. 6 ounces of sugar. 1 ounce of isinglass. Flavouring to taste of essence of vanilla. Mode. Put the milk and sugar into a saucepan and let it get hot over a slow fire. Beat up the yolks of the eggs, to which add gradually the sweetened milk. Flavour the whole with essence of vanilla. Put the mixture into a jug and place this jug in a saucepan of boiling water. Stir the contents with a wooden spoon one way until the mixture thickens, but do not allow it to boil or it will be full of lumps. Take it off the fire, stir in the isinglass, which should be previously dissolved in about one quarter pint of water and boiled for two or three minutes. Pour the cream into an oiled mold, put it in a cool place to set, and turn it out carefully on a dish. Instead of using the essence of vanilla, a pod may be boiled in the milk instead until the flavor is well extracted. A pod, or a pot and a half, will be found sufficient for the above proportion of ingredients. Time. About 10 minutes to stir the mixture. Average cost with the best isinglass, 2 shillings 6 pence. Sufficient to fill a quart mould. Seasonable at any time. Vanille, or vanilla, is the fruit of the vanille, a parasitical herbaceous plant which flourishes in Brazil, Mexico, and Peru. The fruit is a long capsule, thick and fleshy. Certain species of this fruit contain a pulp with delicious perfume and flavor. Vanilla is principally imported from Mexico, 
The capsules for export are always picked at perfect maturity. The essence is the form in which it is used generally and most conveniently. Its properties are stimulating and exciting. It is in daily use for ices, chocolates and flavouring confections generally. Victoria Sandwiches 1491 Ingredients 4 eggs Their weight in pounded sugar Butter and flour 1 quarter salt spoonful of salt A layer of any kind of jam or marmalade Mode Beat the butter to a cream Dredge in the flour and pounded sugar Stir these ingredients well together and add the eggs, which should be previously thoroughly whisked. When the mixture has been well beaten for about 10 minutes, butter a Yorkshire pudding tin, pour in the batter and bake it in a moderate oven for 20 minutes. Let it cool, spread one half of the cake with a layer of nice preserve, place over it the other half of the cake, press the pieces slightly together and then cut it into long finger pieces. Pile them in crossbars on a glass dish and serve. Time, 20 minutes. Average cost, 1 shilling, 3 pence. Sufficient for 5 or 6 persons. Seasonable at any time. Whipped cream for putting on trifles, serving in glasses, etc. 1492. Ingredients. To every pint of cream allow 3 ounces of pounded sugar, one glass of sherry or any kind of sweet white wine, the rind of one half lemon, the white of one egg. Mode. Rub the sugar on the lemon rind and pound it in a mortar until quite fine and beat up the white of the egg until quite stiff. Put the cream into a large bowl with the sugar, wine and beaten egg and whip it to a froth. As fast as the froth rises, take it off with a skimmer and put it on a sieve to drain. In a cool place. This should be made the day before it is wanted, as the whip is then so much firmer. The cream should be whipped in a cool place and in summer over ice if it is obtainable. A plain whipped cream may be served on a glass dish and garnished with strips of angelica or pastry leaves or pieces of bright colored jelly. It makes a very pretty addition to the supper table. Time about one hour to whip the cream. Average cost with cream at one shilling per pint, one shilling nine pence. Sufficient for one dish or one trifle. Seasonable at any time. Whipped syllabubs. 1493. Ingredients. Half a pint of cream, a quarter pint of sherry, half that quantity of brandy, the juice of half a lemon, a little grated nutmeg, three ounces of pounded sugar, whipped cream the same as for trifle, number 1489. Mode. Mix all the ingredients together, put the syllabub into glasses, and over the top of them heap a little whipped cream, made in the same manner as for trifle number 1489. Solid syllabub is made by whisking or milling the mixture to a stiff froth and putting it in the glasses without the whipped cream at the top. Average cost, 1 shilling 8 pence. Sufficient to fill 8 or 9 glasses. Seasonable at any time. The Curé's Omelette. Everyone knows, says Brillat Savarin in his Physiology of Taste, that for twenty years Madame Recamier was the most beautiful woman in Paris. It is also well known that she was exceedingly charitable and took a great interest in every benevolent work. Wishing to consult the curé of Dash respecting the working of an institution, 
she went to his house at five o'clock in the afternoon and was much astonished at finding him already at his dinner-table madame recamier wished to retire but the cure would not hear of it a neat white cloth covered the table some good old wine sparkled in a crystal decanter the porcelain was of the best the plates had heaters of boiling water beneath them a neatly costumed maid-servant was in attendance the repast was a compromise between frugality and luxury the crawfish soup had just been removed and there was on the table a salmon trout an omelette and a salad my dinner will tell you said the worthy curé with a smile that it is fast day according to our church's regulations madame Ricamier and her host attacked the trout the sauce served with which betrayed a skilful hand the countenance of the curé the while showing satisfaction and now they fell upon the omelette which was round sufficiently thick and cooked so to speak to a hair's breadth as a spoon entered the omelette a thick rich juice issued from it pleasant to the eye as well as to the smell the dish became full of it and our fair friend owns that between the perfume and the sight it made her mouth water it is an omelette au thon that is to say a tunny omelette said the curé noticing with the greatest delight the emotion of madame ricamier and few people taste it without lavishing praises on it it surprises me not at all returned the beauty never has so enticing an omelette met my gaze at any of our lay tables my cook understands them well i think yes added madame i never ate anything so delightful then came the salad which savarin recommends to all who place confidence in him it refreshes without exciting and he has a theory that it makes people younger amidst pleasant converse the dessert arrived it consisted of three apples cheese and a plate of preserves and then upon a little round table was served the mocha coffee for which france has been and is so justly famous i never said the cure take spirits i always offer liqueurs to my guests but reserve the use of them myself to my old age if it should please providence to grant me that finally the charming madame ricamier took her leave and told all her friends of the delicious omelette which she had seen and partaken of and priat savarin in his capacity as a layered of the concealed treasures of gastronomia has succeeded in withdrawing from obscurity the details of the preparation of which so much has been said and which he imagines to be as wholesome as it was agreeable here follows the recipe omelette autumn 1494 take for six persons the rose of two carp footnote an american writer says he has followed this recipe substituting pike shad etc in the place of carp and can recommend all these also with a quiet conscience any fish indeed may be used with success bleach them by putting them for five minutes in boiling water slightly salted take a piece of fresh tunny about the size of a hen's egg to which add a small shallot already chopped hash up together the roe and the tunny so as to mix them well and throw the whole into a saucepan with a sufficient quantity of very good butter whip it up until the butter is melted this constitutes the specialty of the omelette take a second piece of butter at discretion mix it with parsley and herbs place it in a long-shaped dish destined to receive the omelette squeeze the juice of a lemon over it 
and place it on hot embers. Beat up 12 eggs, the fresher the better. Throw up the sauté of roe and tunny, stirring it so as to mix all well together. Then make your omelette in the usual manner, endeavouring to turn it out long, thick and soft. Spread it carefully on the dish prepared for it and serve at once. This dish ought to be reserved for recherche déjeuner or for assemblies where amateurs meet who know how to eat well. Wash down with a good old wine, it will work wonders. Note, the roe and the tunny must be beaten up, sautéed, without allowing them to boil, to prevent their hardening, which would prevent them mixing well with the eggs. Your dish should be hollowed towards the centre, to allow the gravy to concentrate, that it may be helped with a spoon. The dish ought to be slightly heated, otherwise the cold china will extract all the heat from the omelette. End of section 71. Recording by Victoria Slonowski, St. Lambert, Quebec.